Welcome to the Hunt Back Country Podcast. This is episode number 388. And today I'm doing something a bit different. This is Mark, and I am going to run solo and do a bit of a product review or comparison. Steve and I have both been hunting with chassis rifles uh, for a bit over a year now, both with the XLR Element as well as the MDT Hunt 26 chassis systems. These are the two best lightweight folding chassis for the style of hunting we do in terms of backpack hunting um, and backcountry or mountain hunting. There's a lot of other chassis systems on the market um, for competition, shooting, and other purposes, but when it comes to something lightweight and packable for backcountry hunting, these two chassis are the top. Cream of the crop, best choices out there. And we have experience with both of them. And Guys want to know which one's quote unquote better or which one do we prefer and what are the benefits and more. So I'm not going to answer maybe every question you have, but I did put together an article uh, making 10 comparisons of these two specific chassis systems. And I wanted to kind of recap that article in this podcast as well for guys who are used to tuning into the show, but not necessarily reading articles. So again, today there's a lot I'm not going to cover. I'm not necessarily going to get into the benefits of a chassis system, why we use them, or try to tell you that you should use one, because maybe you don't. Uh, But there are a ton of benefits, and we've talked about that in other instances. And if you go check out the link in the show description, you'll get the entire article and also a link to some other articles um, for the the rifle build that I've done, uh, our experience hunting with suppressors, and more. But to dive into this episode, I just want to go through these 10 kind of categories or points where I compare these two chassis systems. And number one, we're going to start with all-in pricing. So neither of these chassis are cheap. Uh, The chassis itself is going to cost you as much as a, a good factory rifle off of the shelf at your local sporting goods store. And that's one reason I wanted to do this comparison and this review is for people who are making an investment in one of these chassis systems, I just want to give them as much information as possible. There's not a great comparison of these two. I haven't seen anybody talk much about having experience with both of them. Um, And since I had, I wanted to put this resource out there. But to get into pricing specifically, um, if you go to the respective websites for XLR or MDT, you, you basically, like with XLR, it's a more modular system. So there's the base, like chassis itself, and then you get to choose options on buttstock and the grip you want and more. The XLR, um, you kind of have to piece it together a little bit. The good news about that is you can save some money. You can do a more budget-friendly option. But what I did with my personal chassis when I purchased it was I wanted the lightest options um, to create the lightest chassis possible, and that comes at a cost. At the end of the day, the chassis as I configured it for myself, which is also what directly compares to the MDT Hunt 26 best, is what I'm using in terms of pricing. So for XLR with the Element chassis, the folding buttstock adapter, the carbon fiber buttstock, and the carbon fiber grip, your total cost is $12.99. Again, you can make that cheaper if you choose different options. For the MDT Hunt 26, you don't have as many options for like grip and buttstock. You do um, 
can choose what between folding and fixed and whether you have Arca on the fore end or not. Uh, you're going to want both of those options if you're doing backpack hunting and also to make a true comparison between these two systems. So when you equip the MDT Hunt 26, similarly, the price is $15.99. So again, XLR $12.99, MDT Hunt 26, $15.99. Uh, the short version is the MDT is basically $300 more expensive than a similarly equipped XLR chassis. All right, number two is the total weight of these chassis systems. It, again, there's some, I don't say gray area here, but you have to look beyond the initial advertised weights. Again, for the XLR, because you can choose different components, that is going to um, dictate the final weight of the chassis. So for, again, what I did with the options that I chose with those carbon fiber options I discussed, which also makes it most comparable to the MDT, for the XLR element with those choices for Remington 700 short action inlet, the total weight is 33 ounces. That is directly from my scale. To configure the MDT Hunt 26, again, with a Remington 700 short action inlet, the biggest consideration here is the MDT advertises as light as 26 ounces, but when you include a folding mechanism and length of pull spacers, and I'll mention more about that in a minute, the weight is 32 ounces again on my scale so similarly equipped uh, in configuration the mdt is one ounce lighter than the xlr 32 ounces versus 33 ounces all right number three would be materials both um the mdt and the the xlr element use magnesium kind of in the receiver area and both use carbon fiber in different ways so there's similarity in materials. The biggest difference is going to be that the MDT's forend, so what is ahead of your action surrounding your barrel, is carbon fiber, and on XLR, that is magnesium. So the, the potential downside, like to the XLR being magnesium, it's a metal, it's gonna be cold in cold weather. Um, obviously, think through how much you're truly carrying the rifle in cold weather, how much you hunt in really cold weather, um, how much you hunt, you know, holding the rifle in your hand in that cold weather. For me, it hasn't been an issue personally, just cause I haven't spent a ton of time hunting like bitter, bitter cold. And I tend to have this rifle strapped to my pack unless I know, you know, I'm really in like a stalking or present shooting situation scenario. So it truly hasn't really bugged me. Um, but I could see if a guy was doing like, say, a really late season deer hunt in Montana and putting on a ton of miles and holding his rifle in his hand all day, it's, it could be more of an issue for that guy. So the MDT Hunt 26 has the carbon fiber forend, so it won't be as cold to the touch, which would be an upside there. The potential downside is potentially less long-term durability of the carbon fiber four end, um, you know, for things like the Arca rail, um, M lock attachment and more, which kind of brings me to my next point beyond the material itself is really talking about the four end designs of these two chassis systems. 
So the XLR element has a an integrated full length arc rail. As I mentioned before, for the MDT Hunt 26, integrated ARCA is an option. It is an option that I would choose on the chassis, for sure, without a doubt. They both also have M-Lock attachment. Um, so this is for attaching accessories of all types of different, you know, like whether it's a sling stud, a bipod mount, um, Picatinny rails, etc. M-Lock is essentially a platform of attachment and you can get all type of M-Lock accessories from a whole bunch of manufacturers. So they both have M-Lock. The, um, I just, it, I'm not making any facts here. I'm not like saying I've had an issue yet. I just personally trust the carbon fiber forend a bit less than the XLR magnesium when it comes to clamping things to the carbon fiber and for a hard use rifle, rifle specifically. Um, clamping the Arca into a tripod, bolting on things with M-Lock. I'm sure that the MDT hunt guys, or sorry, that the MDT guys have tested this Hunt 26 chassis in the carbon forend. Um, so I don't, I don't want to speak to that. I'm just sharing feelings. I'm not stating facts. And my feeling is I trust the metal XLR forend more in the long run than I trust carbon fiber for this specific application in this specific area of the chassis, if that makes sense. Also one um, like kind of minor thing was the M-Lock spacing is a bit different on these two chassis systems underneath. And I'm just going to lay out a very specific scenario that was particular to me. But again, these are the types of details I want to share because maybe they would matter to someone else. Maybe they won't. But I wanted to use the, um, oh, dang it. I just drew a blank. I wanted to use the Mountain Gear bipod with both of these rifles and it attaches via Picatinny, not Arca. And so I wanted to add a small section of Picatinny underneath both of these chassis systems. I had been doing that on the XLR for quite a long time when I went to add a similar section of Picatinny under the MDT Hunt 26. Because of the way that their M-Lock is laid out, I wasn't able to mount the Picatinny in the forwardmost section of the rail. So there is an integrated um, threading for like a, a sling swivel stud underneath, which pushes a section of M-Lock back further on the MDT end, which meant my Picatinny was back further, which also meant my bipod was back further. When it comes to the use of bipods and stability, it's better to have them forward. Now we're talking about a couple inches, but at the end of the day, I want my bipod to be forward on the chassis system and I'm not able to get it fully forward in the, the most forward location on the MDT Hunt 26. And that personally bugged me a little bit. So again, minor details may not apply to you, but it was something that I personally ran into. All right, number five is the folding mechanism. So again, both of these chassis systems fold. You fold the buttstock, create a smaller profile of the rifle on your pack. It's one of the primary benefits 
for me of these chassis systems. The folder is optional on both chassis systems. Again, that is reflected in the pricing and the options I mentioned prior. The XLR folding mechanism is super simple. It in the extended kind of ready to shoot position is locked. There's a little button that allows a hinge to swing and you fold the buttstock away. And when you fold the buttstock away and the, the chassis is in the folded position, there is not a lock. The MDT is locked at both the extended and collapsed positions. Um, and instead of just being like a simple pivot hinge, it's more of like a, a two-way hinge. There's two different pivots and it is, I would call it more of a folder than just a simple hinge. Um, I have some photos in the article that'll show that and make sense if you're just listening. At first I was concerned, you know, that the XLR didn't lock in the opened or, um, sorry, in the collapsed folded position and was thinking that as I was packing the rifle or it was on the pack, there would be potential that the buttstock would swing and, you know, it wouldn't stay secure. What I found though, was that as I attach the rifle to the pack in my preferred way to carry it, but really in almost any way I would want to carry it, that because you're attaching the rifle to the pack and you're going to have compression straps from the pack holding the rifle, you have a compression strap holding the buttstock secure. So the non-locking XLR mechanism, meaning that it's not locked in the collapsed position, has not proven to be an issue for me. And in fact, I found it to be quicker to deploy. So if you want to go from the folded to the extended position, if you want to go from packing the rifle to shooting the rifle, it's actually quicker, simpler, and a bit quieter to not have to unlock things, especially if you had like gloved hands or anything like that. So the MDT, as I mentioned, locks in both positions. Um, it also, when you unlock it from the extended position and fold it, and then want to unlock it from the folded position to extend it, there's actually two separate mechanisms or two separate releases or two separate locks. They're different. You unlock the chassis in different ways based on whether you're unlocking it from the folded position or unlocking it from the extended position. That is something you will get used to um, as you use the chassis more, but I will say that, I don't want to say it takes a learning, but what I'll say is that under quick operation, you may be reaching for the wrong way to quote unquote, unlock the chassis, if that makes sense. So if you get to you, if you get used to unlocking it from, you know, the extended position and you want to quickly, quickly unlock it from the collapsed position, there's just that little bit of like, it's not as automatic, right? First of all, you have to unlock a period. Secondly, maybe you're reaching for the wrong button in the wrong place under the heat of the moment in a hunting situation, potentially. I've certainly found myself fumbling with it a bit at times until I really spent more time with it and, and got used to it. So I just, you know, in the heat of the moment, if you had a quick situation, maybe it causes an extra little bit of delay. The folding mechanism, um, additionally, besides locking and unlocking, I mentioned before, they're, they're very different in terms of their simplicity. And one, one thing I wanted to highlight is 
when you compare the chassis in the collapsed and folded position, which is the position that you would have them in while you have it strapped to the pack and you're hiking around. When folded or collapsed, the XLR mechanism is a simple hinge and basically has solid surfaces. The MDT has some kind of like open and exposed areas when it's in the folded position. And I have noticed that it just, there's potential here that the MDT with these open recesses could get jammed or plugged or have some sort of obstruction or interference unintentionally that again could delay or hinder the deployment of the chassis. Meaning I want to take the rifle off my pack. I didn't realize that last time I set my pack down a stick or mud or dirt or snow or whatever jammed in some of these open recesses of the chassis in the folded position. And now when I go to unlock the MDT and extend it into a shooting position, there's potential that it's obstructed, it's blocked, and I have to kind of clear it out. That sounds very theoretical, but what I will say is if you also look at the pictures I have of these chassis side by side, um, in, in my article, you'll see how much wear and impact that the folded mechanism has taken on my XLR. And that if you compare it to the MT, it's just because I've carried my XLR a lot more. But it just goes to show me that again, for a very hard use backcountry or mountain hunting rifle, when the rifle is strapped to the pack, this is an area that can get some impact, abrasion, and contact with natural elements. And I would worry that some of those natural elements in some situations could interfere with or obstruct the folding mechanism of the MDT. So I prefer kind of the simpler closed, just again, simpler, I would say more robust um, hinge of the XLR. All right, number six is the magazine release and really kind of the entire magwell. The MDT design here is excellent. Like it's a really slick, well-engineered, very clever design. Essentially the front portion of the trigger guard has a really low profile integrated magazine release. That's awesome. The XLR, um, when I first had the chassis, had a much more clumsy, just not as, um, I'll say not as ergonomic, not as low profile, discrete magazine release. And I had some concerns that this exposed latch on the XLR could get bumped, could get caught, could unintentionally dislodge a magazine. And so the MDT was a, a far, far superior design. Since I first purchased my XLR, however, they have actually completely redesigned their magazine well and the magazine release and the trigger guard. And one thing that was cool was the XLR chassis being a bit more modular, I was able to completely swap out the trigger guard on my XLR chassis. So I got, like they came out with a new version and I was able to actually remove my old trigger guard and bolt in the new one and basically upgrade my chassis. And it is a far, far superior design than the previous one. So now 
the magazine releases much more low profile. I'm not concerned with it getting unintentionally activated. And another benefit to the new design on the XLR is they actually added some adjustments to kind of fine tune how the magazine engages with the chassis and the action. And you can really fine tune the feeding of the rifle with the adjustments that you have built in now to the XLR and the magazine latch. Um, so the MDT design completely crushed the original XLR design, um, like wasn't even close. And now the new XLR design um, is super slick and actually adds some more benefits in terms of fine tuning the magazine for position and feeding. And the MDT doesn't have that adjustability. So now they both have, you know, fantastic designs, um, each with some of their own benefits, but both are great. All right, where are we at next? Oh, the next one would be the grip. So both of these chassis systems can use any like AR-15 style grip. And so they're completely modular, replaceable, what have you. On the XLR, again, going back to what I said earlier, it is um, when you purchase the chassis, it's more modular. So you can choose different grip options from XLR. Um, again, with a wide variety of cost options. You can also choose to get the chassis without a grip and then you pick your own AR-15 style grip if that's the route you wanna go. With the MDT, the grip comes included um, and there's no, there's no option to purchase the chassis without a grip and they don't, at least currently, also have, they don't offer different grip options. It's like, here's the chassis, it comes with this grip, thank you very much. Again, I so the X, uh, the MDT grip is a carbon fiber grip. For XLR, I did purchase and include their carbon fiber grip. So again, both systems you can change the grip, but just like a, a direct comparison of the carbon fiber options that I have. Again, on the MDT, it's included automatically. For XLR, it's an option. It is the option I chose, and they make a good comparison. Both are carbon fiber, super light, they're very different, very different uh, in terms of shape, shootability, hand feel. So the the MDT again, this is included. You know, you don't have a pick here. It has a lot of shape to it. So like hand swell, palm swell, curvature in the grip. Um, and some guys may prefer that. This is going to be a personal preference issue. The XLR grip is much more straight, cleaner lines, not as much shape, not as much hand swell. Again, personal preference here. I tend to prefer the straight, simple grip profile versus like the hand swell and all the shape and all that stuff. I have a feeling that some guys are gonna love that MDT grip, but based on your hand size and shape and preference, some guys aren't gonna like it as much. I feel like the MDT grip is forcing you into a certain feel and into a certain hand position because of the shape. The XLR doesn't have as much shape or hand position. Maybe that's not what you want, but I would say it's probably a bit more, I don't say forgiving, but a bit more accommodating because it kind of doesn't force you into a certain hand position and feel, if that makes sense. Here is another place on grip beyond feel, construction, etc. cetera. Um, again, minor details you, you don't really see when you look at these chassis systems on the website. You have to put time in the field with them and find these little nuances. 
And that is both of these grips are open in the bottom. So they're both carbon fiber shells, essentially, um, that are completely hollow. Both are open at the bottom. The XLR is completely open at the bottom. So it's just this giant open section at the bottom of the grip. The MDT, it kind of rounds and it isn't completely open at the bottom. It just kind of has this hole. Like it looks like a cutout um, in the bottom of the grip. Going back similar to what I said about the opening and recesses of the folding mechanism. Both of these grips being open-ended can inadvertently get plugged up with junk, right? Hard use rifle in the backcountry. I've personally had these rifles get mud, snow, sticks, dirt, debris, etc. in the open recess of the grip. Thankfully, this isn't affecting functionality like it would with the folder, perhaps. But what I will say is that since the XLR is completely open-ended, if something gets in there, it's more likely to fall out naturally, and it's also more easy to clean it out. Whereas the MDT, it has an opening in the center, but it has this lip that could hold stuff in there. So if you get the MDT packed with something, it's not as easy to clean out as not going to necessarily naturally just come out or fall out. So there's potentially you get like a stick, rock, packed dirt, mud, snow, etc., inside the MDT grip and it kind of stays lodged in there or it's just not as easy to, to get those things out manually by manipulating it. So quick fix, tape the bottom of the hole on the grip. But again, we're talking about like a $1,500, $1,600 chassis that you now need to tape the bottom of, which seems kind of silly to me. So again, very nitpicky, just the fine details that you would never really pay attention to if you're just looking at chassis on a website, but just based on real use in the field, the kind of things that I noticed. All right, the next one, number eight, would be the buttstock and the length of pull on these chassis systems. So as I mentioned before, when comparing the weights of the chassis and making the setup similar, and when I did, they weighed within one ounce of each other. The MDT ships with a length of pull spacer system. The default length of pull on the MDT is short, quite short. Most shooters would want and prefer a longer length of pull and would be using the built-in length of pull spacers to set the chassis up more comfortably for them. That's what I needed to do to shoot comfortably and effectively was use the spacers. And when you do those spacers are adding weight. So that's why when it, in terms of weight, I included it is because that's how I shoot it. The spec weight of something is only as good if it is how you use it. <laughs> like it has to be relevant. Like it can be as light as is one thing, but the actual weight of a real world use scenario is what that true weight is. So again, that's why I included the length of pull spacers in the weight of the chassis for me is because this is how I use the chassis and it gives it a comparable length of pull to the XLR. So to make a direct comparison on ergonomics and how I run these systems, that's how I did it was include the length of pull spacers. So if you run, um, 
without the spacers, I think you can save about three ounces further. But again, is it shootable? Is it comfortable? Are you sacrificing anything to do it? That's the question. So I think the length of pull spacer system is great. It really allows you to customize the feel of the chassis if needed. Um, it would be great for like shorter shooters or different scenarios to run with less or without length of pull spacers. And if you did, it would save a bit of weight as well. The XLR, um, you can adjust the length of pull in a couple different ways. It uses like a, a, a tube system. So when you actually order the chassis, you can choose between two different length of pull options when you purchase the chassis. And then in addition to that, you've already chosen a length of pull when you purchase the chassis. They do have a spacer system to customize the length of pull in smaller increments. It's not included. Um, you can purchase those and add them. So both systems can adjust in length of pull. The MDT has more options to do it inherently or included. The XLR, you kind of choose it when you purchase, and then you can optionally choose to make small adjustments from there. But again, to get them equivalent, which is the way I have them set up, you need to use all the spacers from MDT. Um, and that's you know what kind of brings that weight and balance of the total chassis systems. I will also say in terms of buttstock, length of pull, um, both of them have an adjustable cheek riser on the buttstock, so you can get that perfect cheek weld and position, whatever you want. They use um, different systems to do that, just kind of a different hardware, different mechanism. Um, the MDT cheek rest is covered in a thin layer of foam. The XLR stock is just carbon fiber. Um, I personally haven't noticed a huge difference. XLR has released a a cheek piece cover that is thin foam you can add. I haven't run one yet. I don't feel like I've needed to. Um, I find it perfectly comfortable to shoot it as it is, but you know, you can get foam as an option or the MDT comes with foam included. One thing, foam being foam, it it can't it is a wearable component, right? Like again on a hard use rifle, this foam is gonna get a bit beat up and degraded. I don't know if it is replaceable on the MDT. It looks like a pretty integrated design. I would hope that there's a way to change the foam. I do know for a fact that on the XLR, because it's optional, it's an add-on, it is something you could change as it wears out. The buttstocks are also quite different just in terms of like shape. Um, the MDT has a it's it's more of a a carbon fiber buttstock that's a hollow shell. The XLR is more, much more of an open design. It's like a, a tube with a cheek piece and um, some structure of supports. Again, I have photos in the article if you guys want to see them side by side. But yeah, definitely just a very, you know, different design. Um, what else on buttstocks? Oh, also the recoil pad. The one on the MDT is definitely a bit firmer. The XLR um, is a little bit like softer and tackier. Both are pretty minimal. Um, you know, neither one is like very thick or super cushy. Um, but I would say in general, both of them being fairly thin and minimal, I prefer the feel of the material composition of the XLR compared to the MDT. Um, again, as in all of these categories, or at least most of them, there'd be quite a bit of preference involved, right? When it comes to feel and ergonomics and things of that nature. 
Also on the MDT butt stock, which I should have mentioned on the four end as well, MDT has included recessed um, quick detach sling um, attachments. So not the uh, the sling stud, but the actual recessed quick detach sling mounts um, that you may be familiar with. Those are integrated into the MDT buttstock and end. For XLR, those would be options that you can add on. They're not built into the chassis itself. I don't use that type of sling. To me, it hasn't mattered, which is probably why I overlooked to mention it. All right, speaking of add-ons, um, things like custom customization, modularity, and versatility, that's kind of my ninth category. Um, again, both are feature feature M-lock accessory mounting. Both have interchangeable grips. Both have adjustable cheek heights, risers, etc. So they both have adjustability and some level of modularity and customization built in. Again, MDT, easier to make length of pull adjustments. That's another example. Beyond all of those things, which are all things I mentioned, I would say that the XLR offers a bit more options for custom customization and modularity in several ways. The XLR has kind of more optional mounting points. On the XLR chassis, you can add things like a thumb rest. Um, you could add like a bag rider. There's kind of more bolt-on options, if you will. Um, the XLR also has more options in terms of colors, for example. So the MDT is just two offerings. XLR, um, they use Cerakote. I think there's probably a dozen or more options um, of both solid and camouflage patterns. The XLR, um, you can use different style of stocks. So again, a buffer tube kind of mount similar or essentially the same as an Air 15 means that you can use XLR butt stocks and grips. You can use other butt stocks and grips. On the MDT, you can only change the grip. But again, the MDT forces you into the grip first. That's part of the cost. Theoretically, you could purchase the XLR without a grip and really without a buttstock and then bring your own if you already have something that you really like. It was also, you know, big for me just seeing the modularity of the XLR, like when it came to what I mentioned before about upgrading the trigger guard. I like my XLR chassis a lot more now. I was still a big fan of it before, but I like it more now with the new... Uh, trigger guard design and magazine release um, that was a big improvement so being able to have the modularity to like upgrade my chassis when they came out with a better component was really great um, you know so that that's just something to keep in mind finally kind of in terms of like versatility the xlr is actually an ambidextrous chassis you can use it with left or right-handed rifle actions the um, XLR is side specific. Um, that may not be a big deal to some, but personally, I'm a left-handed shooter. And then my kids are right-handed. And also if there's ever potential in the future of like selling the chassis, letting someone borrow it, etc., it's just really cool to me that the XLR is ambidextrous. It made it easier for me to find a chassis, purchase a chassis, it would be easier to reuse the chassis if I want to drop a barreled action in there for my kids for a hunting season. Um, or again, if I were ever to sell it for some reason, I'm not locked into, hey, this is, an, this is a left-handed chassis. It can be either. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's a, kind of a 
unique, but again, relevant to me point when comparing these chassis systems is that versatility. The XLR is also has more options for um, rifle compatibility. So for action inlets, the list for MDT is a bit more limited, you know, Remington 700 and clones and Tika's and I think one or two others. The XLR has quite a few more options for Yes, Remington 700 and clones and um, Tika's, also Savages, and quite a few more action inlets. I won't get into the full list there, but you can obviously see those on the product pages. All right, one kind of last category, number 10. This is kind of a, a quick, short category all on its own. The XLR has a built-in bubble level that is built into the chassis kind of at the the tang area or the rear of the receiver where the the tang of the action is mdt doesn't have a built-in bubble level so that's a quick comparison <laughs> the the xlr's bubble level is a not only a helpful reference when shooting is a really helpful reference when setting up your rifle so having the chassis with a bubble level is helpful when installing a scope leveling out your chassis cross-referencing levels like personally i also run a level on my scope rings and so it just makes it really great to kind of have two levels get them in sync get the chassis set up get the scope set up be able to see either one as shooting um, and just again kind of use it as a reference when doing rifle setup so that's kind of a cool um, benefit of the xlr as well so those are kind of 10 categories to compare these rifle chassis. They're both fantastic. Uh, again, kind of the best option period for something lightweight folding that's great for backpack hunting. If you purchase either one, I think you're going to love it. They're, they're both top quality, um, both really good chassis. I can certainly see guys you know, preferring one over the other or thinking one is quote unquote better than the other. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, to me, it's all like the devil's in the details. And again, with preference involved with details, with my experience based on field use, I prefer the XLR. Um, it just fits me better. I like some of the features better. I like the feel better. I like the folder better. Um, but the MDT has a heck of a lot going for it. Um, Steve is still running the MDT. He really likes it. I'm going to continue to run the MDT and just get more time in the field with it. But as it stands now, that's kind of where I'm at with the comparison. Again, there's more details, a lot more photos, including a lot of side-by-side photos of everything I discussed in the article. So be sure to go check out the link in the show description for that. But I just want to get this podcast out there because we've We've mentioned the chassis, we've talked about them a little bit, and we've been getting so many questions about them really for the past year. And I just wanted to have a resource to point people to, to let them see both systems, uh, think through some pros and cons and make a decision on their own. Well, I hope that helps you guys. If you were considering one of these chassis, again, they're, they're an investment and I wanted to get a resource out there to help you spend that money wisely, um, for whatever you decide. So as always, guys, send an email to podcast at xomongear.com if you have questions or look for that link in the show description that says leave a message. We'd be happy to help you out with those questions. Finally, if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe or follow button in your podcast app so that you receive future episodes automatically. And we'll talk to you soon.